Hey, Larry here. Acts 29 today. Coming to you from Sunny World Headquarters in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And today we got a special guest on the program and uh, so we're going to get right into some stuff and I know you will be uh, you'll be blessed by this today so I want to thank you for tuning in today and spending a few minutes with us and uh, so we'll uh, we'll get right into it here I have uh, one Tim Talley with me today. He's uh, working in northern Thailand and doing some uh, ministry here. And I'm going to let him uh, introduce himself and just share for a moment what he does here. And then we're going to talk about some things. So uh, welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you, Brother Larry. I'm glad that I can be here and... Uh, thanks for just sharing this time with me. It's, I'm glad I can be here with you today. So I came to Thailand for the first time, maybe about six years ago, um, uh, as part of a, a missions trip to work with uh, old partnership, was working in human trafficking. Um, and But I've been here for the last two years. God brought me back here full time to work here in uh, northern northern Thailand. Um, so right now we do many things, um, started an organization called Gospel Seed Network and my, my vision, my dream is that the seed of the gospel will take root in people's lives and people's hearts, that people will have the peace of God, that God will change their heart from stone to heart of flesh, that the presence of God will be everywhere here and that that, that God will cover the seas, the knowledge and the love, and people will obey God that will cover the earth as the water covers the seas. Um, and that will we do so in the people of God, that every man, woman, and child will come to know God, love God, obey God, and have true faith and become true members of, of the church. Um, so I teach, I teach the Bible. Um, I teach about, about God, teach how to, how to pray, how to love God, how to follow God. Um, and reach people in many, many different areas, whether it be little things like teaching English, whether it be teaching life skill, how to do simple tasks in, in, in life, um, leadership development, but all in the aim of giving people the real gospel, the real Jesus, that they may love him and may, they may follow him, and their, their, their hearts would be his. Amen. Well, Tim is a—he's uh, a young guy. He's, a, I think, a millennial. They call him. Is that right? I think I'm on the the fringe between. I'm in the middle between uh, millennial and then what was before that X, not X, uh, Y. <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm on the. I'm on the. I'm on the fringe. 
Yeah, what are you, 30? You're 30 32. years old? 32. Wow, he's uh, gained a couple of years since <laughs> since I met him. I met him a number of years ago, and we uh, we were in the same situation with a ministry, and then we began to kind of hang out, and then we went through a lot of this stuff together, and uh, God just, just kind of brought us together. Uh, very like-minded. He understands the building is not the church and all that stuff, and that's uh, it's amazing to find anybody that understands that. So, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, it's been good hanging out with him. He uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about something that has tentacles that have reached all around the world. It's just unbelievable. Every country I've been to uh, has this doctrine of man in it, and uh, and it's really caused a lot of problems, but uh, we're just going to share a couple things today that are right up to date about, about this stuff. So uh, Tim led a young lady to the Lord uh, just recently, and... Uh, I'm going to let him share a few things about, you know, what happened in the the very earliest days of her life as a believer. Yeah. So to just start preface that, um, a young lady and uh, she maybe about six, seven years ago, I, I've only known her for about eight or nine months now, but um, she she realized about six or seven years ago that, that Buddhism, she grew up in a Buddhist family, that that was not the way that's not the truth and it does not lead to life it, it leads to death and um so she was not accepting anymore what she was being taught so she went on a journey to search to to learn what to learn the truth and she's a very inquisitive person and she asked many questions and questions and questions so she would ask her parents teachers friends people from um, you know, Muslims, Buddhists, Christians, or people professing Christ. And so she would ask people of religion and she would not, she had no answers, would not <laughs> get any answers of why we're here. What's our purpose? You know, how do we get here? All these simple questions that eat at us of, and at the center, that's God, you know, but no one could answer. Um, so I met her and we started talking to her about just about God and witnessing and because um, people don't come to faith without to, without without speaking of of the word. Um, and so, you know, little by little, uh, she gained, um, you know, the Holy Spirit began working on her and drawing her and softening her heart, softening her mind, giving her understanding um, so she maybe she came to faith maybe about like a month, month and a half ago, um, something like this after a six year journey. Because the questions that she asked me, I had an answer for because I, I, I read the Bible. I know what the word of God says, which, you know, unfortunately, you can't say for half of people who profess faith nowadays. Right. Exactly. Um so I had the answer. So I told her. So then uh, the first thing I did was not invite her to the building, but just teaching her about the word of God and spending time and, and, and teaching her, you know, uh, well, even though we are two, God is still, when we gather, God's still in the midst of us. This is, this is church. 
because we are the church. Um, and so I began teaching her the word of God and she listened, she soaked it in, you know, she reads her Bible two or three hours before she goes to sleep, 15, 16 chapters, so entire book in a night, um, just soaking it up and just hungry for, for the word. And so maybe about like a, a month in, um, I was going to, because I work with several different pastors in this, in Northern Chiang Mai and trying just to, um, through the, the spirit, speak the truth of that, that we are the church, that they don't, that even though they have financial problems, they, they want, they, they desire salary, they desire notice, they desire, um, the praise of men, they desire all these things that that the reason why that there's no spiritual blessing within their ministry is because they don't they don't have God. They're not seeking after the things of God. They're seeking after the things of man. So, you know, I intentionally did not invite her into this space. Um, and when I did, uh, it was one of the churches that I work with. They were celebrating a seven-year, eight-year anniversary of the building, of them starting to gather together. Um, so just coming alongside of them. Um, and so uh, I invited her in, you know, and uh, just to see what she would think, see her reaction. And I didn't really speak to her, you know. I didn't before that because I, I always wanted to see if she had eyes, if the Holy Spirit would give her eyes of discernment. Right. Um, and so the then i uh, i work with another church so i was preaching at another with another at another church and so she went to this other church alone you know and um this the very next week so she went back the second time and uh, when she went back the first thing they told her they said well well they did the, the, the sermon they preached you know they said well if you want the blessing of god if you want um everything then you have to give but they also said if you come to faith you will never have problems You'll always have perfect health. You have no stress. Family life, you'll, you know, if why can't you find a, a husband or a wife? It's, well, you're not a believer. If you have a believer, God will give it to you. Just believe. If you believe in God, God will give you everything. But then also, if you're a believer, you have to come to one church, and then you have to tithe 10% of your salary. And so this is a, a, a young lady, and she's been, she's come to faith, and she's uh, true faith maybe for about a month or even if that, maybe a couple of weeks, like fresh, fresh. And they're saying, oh, well, you have to give 10% of your salary. And not only that is how many people do you know? Invite all your friends. But not invite your friends so they can hear about the blood of Christ and what Christ has done. And not even let's train you so you can reach your friends because they trust you. You have a relationship with them. You can speak into them little by little about who God is. No training involved, which that's what our call is in Colossians. Paul wrote that we're supposed to bring, present everyone mature in Christ before, um, before God. But they said, "Oh, bring, bring them, so they too can give ten percent." Amazing. Yeah. So, so this is a new believer's uh, first kind of experience in a church building and and what she hears is not you know 
how glad we are to see you, how excited we are that you came to Jesus and now you have the answers to life. And, uh, you know, we're just excited with you about that. And we welcome you here and, uh, you know, make her feel welcome and in, in their midst. And then, you know, that she would hear more about about God in the in the service and and go away, you know, feeling built up and edified and uh, you know just feeling good about her decision. No, they uh, the first thing they want is they want her money. They want ten percent of her income, which at this point in time. Uh, he just told me this morning that she worked at a place for six months or whatever it was, and they didn't pay her because they said COVID, you know, they didn't have the money. So, you know, why did they ever work for six months, but they had no money? I don't know. Anyway, so this this church pastor, he wants 10% of anything she makes. And uh, and so that kind of, you know, left a bad taste in her mouth. And so she talked to Tim about it. And thankfully, you know, Tim was able to show her that that is nowhere in the New Testament. It's not a part of New Testament life. And uh, in fact, if you if you said to a a first century believer or first first 300 years believer if you would have asked them if they were going to church today they would have uh they would have looked at you like a cow at a new gate because they wouldn't have understood a single word you said they didn't know what going to church was in fact that phrase wasn't even used till 190 AD they they'd never heard of that that term was never, never in the vocabulary. They, they knew they, they were the church. And so it wasn't the place you went to. It was who you were. And then if they would have asked, oh, are you a tither? Again, they would have said, uh, we, oh, I don't know. We don't know what you're talking about. We've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Because tithing was not a part of the New Testament church. And so there's many of these things that, you know, are just doctrines of men that are being taught today. So she felt uneasy about that place. And, um, you know, I'm sure she's not going to be going back. Yeah, well, it's and um, she even astutely said, and, you know, it's amazing that the sermon from the spirit in many ways, many stories about that of, um you know, as soon as she came to faith, she went and she, one of the first things she told her mom and her brother, you know, about, about Jesus and about God. And, and then also her experiences at this church, also with me. Um, and they said, well, what's the difference between Buddhism and then Christianity then? You go to a place, you, you bring honor, there's a seat of honor, there's respect, beyond respect that you give towards the monk, but also the pastor. You give offering and you buy different things for the monk but then also you have to give offering and salary you must give at the church well what's the difference and you know as soon as she 
even before she professed faith, you know, talking to her about what Jesus is and what her faith is and isn't. So she even said, um, well, it's, it's, you're thinking about Christianity as the religion, that Buddhism is a religion. So it's, it's the same because religions are created by man. And this is what she told her. This is a believer after a couple of weeks telling wow. as she's witnessing. She was like, I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about a relationship with God. That is different than what they teach at this church. That's different than what the, the world sees Christianity. So she said, you have like Islam, you have Christianity, you have Buddhism. Those are religions that those those lead those lead to death but jesus leads to life yeah yeah that's amazing um and then don't and then don't forget the other amazing thing that she saw just last night (laughs) but 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 wait a second uh yeah this religious thing you know uh at some point in history Christianity became a religion. In fact, the term Christian was given to the believers by by the heathens. The Romans called them Christians, which meant little Christ. So they were the ones that branded them with that name. Before that, they were followers of the way. Mm -hmm. And the way was Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. They were just followers of the way. They were believers. And then they were branded with Christian. And Jesus never called us to be Christians. He called us to be believers and, uh, you know, to preach the gospel and all the world and make disciples of all nations. And and all that was the Great Commission. And, it, and so, you know, Christianity in the old days was... was you know, real, real Christianity, real faith in Christ, a life that was living that way for Christ, following Christ. But as the years went by, you know, it just became a religion. And today, you know, I, I don't even, I would, if somebody asked me if I was a Christian in the world, I would say, no, no, I'm not a Christian. And then they'd say, what are you? I'd say, well, I'm a believer. Believer in what? Believer in Jesus. Because they've already got a worldview of Christianity. So if I say, yeah, I'm a Christian, they might think that I go to Kenneth Copeland's church and I'm a beggar of money. All I want is their money. They might think I'm a Catholic and I worship Mother Mary. You know, uh, they might think I'm in one of the cults that calls themselves Christian. Mormons call themselves Christians now. So Christianity has just been lumped in with all the other religions of the world. But a relationship with Jesus, like, like you said, is not, not a religion. And she already saw this. And uh, that is so amazing that the Holy Spirit has given her this kind of discernment about things. And, and then there was another thing that just happened last night that was, uh, <laughs> was really amazing. So... I'm going to have Tim share that. Yeah, so we were we were studying the word together and she was asking me some questions that she had and different things about the the parable of the sower and the seed and after that she says, "Well, I have something else that I want to share because 
there's another church and pastor that you know, I work with, and he's very um, all about the money, all about tithers, all about bringing people in just to, um, just to uh, so he could have a salary and a living. Um, and I've been speaking the truth for him for maybe four or five years now, but it's going on deaf ears. So this this young lady, so she's asking me different questions of, you know, when is it time to shake the dust, so to say. Uh, but she said that she was reading in Matthew, and she read almost the book of Matthew in a night. And so she said that there's a passage in Matthew chapter 15 um, that reminded me of this. It reminded her of this pastor. So as soon as she was reading this, it reminded her of this guy, this guy who's the seeker of praise of men, the seeker of money, seeker of the things of the world. Um, and he wonders why the church, the church isn't growing. Why members aren't coming or people aren't coming to the building. Um, so I'll start reading. Let's see. Verse 15. Um, in, let's see, let's start reading in verse uh, verse 3 here, because this is where Jesus starts. Um, and this is Jesus answering the elders of the church, the Pharisees and the scribes, why do you break tradition? And he said, why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles father and mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God. He need not father or need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, and this is the part that stood out to her about this, this pastor. This people, these people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. <laughs> yeah, he texted me last night and sent me a picture of the of that verse and and said that this girl, after she read that, immediately reminded her of this pastor guy, <laughs> and uh, you know we were so amazed because she's only met this guy like one time. Or twice, yeah. She met him once or twice, and and already this verse reminded her of him. Because you know he's he wants he wants the money he wants to build a platform in the church so he can stand on the platform and be and be seen better, be seen of men, and then you know have all the musical equipment and you know all the trappings of the building you know want to decorate up the building and stuff so more people will come because if more people come then they can teach t the commandments of men of tithing and then more people give money and the more money he has you know the better his lifestyle the bigger house the bigger car and uh you know eventually you might work your way all the way up to the to the jet because, dear Lord, if you're preaching the gospel, you must have a jet, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, that was that was amazing. I was I was really excited about that. Yeah, and what's amazing is when you know when Jesus is saying here that they they worship they worship and they bring honor with their lips, but their heart is far from me. 
um, in vain do they worship. And it reminds me of the passage in Matthew, Matthew 7, is it? Where God says, some of you will maybe do all these things, may teach, may, may worship, may heal, all these things in my name. Right, do miracles. Do miracles in my name. And you think you're doing it for me. The heart is deceived. But really, I never knew you. They're not sons and daughters of God. They are sons and daughters of Satan. Yeah, that is a scary verse. You know, I mean, it, it's a... I guess it's not scary if you're in relationship, but it's it's scary that, you know, we would be deceived by signs and wonders and physical manifestations, yeah. you know, to the point that that Jesus would say to us, he never knew us, yeah. never knew us, you know, and, uh, and there's another place too where, um, oh, because in this verse, these people are saying, didn't we, mm-hmm. didn't we do miracles? Didn't we do mighty works in your name? Didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we? And I remember one day, I, that verse always bothered me, you know. And so I, one day I asked the Holy Spirit about that verse. I said, what? This verse is troubling, you know. Is there, uh, what's the deal? And, and one day I remember the Holy Spirit said, well, would you ever say, didn't I do all of this? Didn't I cast out devils? Didn't I do all these mighty works? Didn't I do all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, no, I would never say that I did anything. Because I I know that in my own strength, I'm nothing. I can do nothing. You know, without God, there's nothing going to get done. No, I would never say that. He said, well, then you don't have to worry. Because he said, you know, you recognize that it's not you that's the one doing it. You know, there's people that... They get, they get so caught up in themselves, they believe their own press, you know, and they believe they're the ones, they're the ones doing all this stuff, you know. That's right. Um, and with that, them, them trying to think of how to bring people to faith, them trying to, to um, build ways and of try to get people into the building or, you know, or they must say this prayer you know, which somehow in this, the century that we're in, um, we think that we, not us, because we know, but like, but the people in the world think, oh, you say this prayer, you confess your sins with your mouth, then you must be saved. When really, that was a death sentence when we read that in the book of Romans, where if you, if you profess your belief in the way, you will be killed. So, and we've taken it down to, um, a prayer that you write your name and the on, on a card and and that's it you're you're good so it doesn't matter how you live your life um but now like you said in the very beginning we there's the tentacles have reached out where people try to you know of this of this and um one last story if i may that i went to um 
a church, a six-hour drive northeast up in the up in the jungle, literally the jungle, Larry, where there's wild elephants and there's anacondas, and and they said, oh, you have to watch out because there's there's a, you know you can see a wild tiger here. So literally the jungle, and in this village that I went to. They've never seen what they call farang or a foreigner. They've never seen someone with white skin before. Only Burmese and Thai have ever come here before, and it's very remote. Um, and they've never met a missionary or anyone. Well, I was going to go, and my interpreter, um, because they don't speak Thai up there, so my when I spoke in Thai, my Thai had to be interpreted into this native tongue. Um, and they said to him, oh, can you please teach? Because the interpreter said, well, what would you like us to teach on? Which I don't like that question as it is because, you know, the whole I'd rather the Holy Spirit speak to me as I read the word, you know. But regardless, he asked this question and um, they said, teach on tithing. <laughs> can you please teach on tithing? So the members of the church, quote unquote, um, there's 10 people in this church. And they said the pastor, they need to give more. Because he was like, he works very hard and he doesn't get a salary. He must have a salary. And then while we were there, he said, can you please buy us a drum set and microphone so we could be heard? <laughs> and I, and it was not the building. They have a church building, um, which is built maybe 20 years ago, he said. And this pastor has been there for 12 years. He's a young guy. He's 36. And, um, but I was like, you know, I'm here speaking and I don't need a microphone. Everyone can hear my voice. I said, why do you need a microphone? Why do you need? So I spoke on Acts 2, 42 through 47. What does the body of Christ, what does the church look like? What does the church do? You know, and we see a, a good picture of that in Acts uh, 2, 42 through 47. Um, and there is, and he was very upset at the beginning, but then there's people weeping, people asking for repentance during it. People saying that they, 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 you know, for the first time, like the fire of God has come down because truth is being spoken. When the truth is being spoken, the Holy Spirit, you know, is there to convict and teach and encourage. Um, but it's amazing to me in a place that has never seen a missionary, never seen a person of white skin or any foreigner, that this is their perception, that you must tie 10%. We must, in order to be successful, because he said, we must get the young people in. To do that, we must have the drums. We must make it look cool. When, But that's just window dressing for something, and they're not going to have true faith. If they don't come for Jesus because of repentance of sins and Jesus' blood covering those sins in the love of the Father. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it is so... Um... It is so amazing that, you know, e even there we are all the way up in the jungle and, uh, and they want him to teach on tithing. They, they couldn't have picked a worse subject. <laughs> couldn't have picked a worse subject. Uh, that would have been like asking me to teach on tithing. <laughs> well, what I would have taught was is that... Uh, yeah, tithing was something that was in the Old Testament, and uh, it was done away with because we're in the New Testament now, and uh, there's nothing ever taught about it as a practice of the New Testament church. So be free. Be free. <laughs> you don't have to tithe anymore. <laughs> and then the pastor would have fell over dead. <laughs> 
because see they see that as their as their income they see that as everything that's the money machine that keeps the building going keeps the pastor's salary going keeps keeps the machine running the keeps the modern day uh, church running is the whole tithing machine that that brings in the money and what they don't realize is that if they would just set the people free from the curse of Malachi 3 which Jesus became a curse for us so we can't be cursed anymore and if they just set the people free and allow them to give by the spirit you know what the people would give more than they ever gave when they were under the law of tithing. I tithed for years. I kept track of every penny I gave. I added, you know, I multiplied it by a hundredfold, and I would have been a millionaire in six months. But you know what? I never got the million. It never came in, and I gave to the hottest dog preachers on TV that preached all this nonsense. <clears throat> but, you know, I never got my jet, never got my Bentley, never got my mansion on earth. And so I looked into it all, and then I figured out, yeah, tithing is not scriptural in the New Testament. So I quit. I quit tithing. And oddly enough, even though I didn't keep track of anything, I knew that I was given more money away by the Spirit than I ever did under the law of tithing. And, you know, it was kind of amazing to me. Like one day, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about a young couple that were moving, and they had a baby, and they they were going to another state, and they they didn't have enough money to move, but they had to move. And, and so it was really important. And, you know, the Holy Spirit said, well, hey, you why don't you give give these people a thousand dollars to help them move i'm like what <laughs> are you kidding me a thousand dollars you want me to give them a thousand dollars yeah yeah give them a thousand dollars to help them move i'm like wow is there anybody else up there you know i mean i wasn't too excited about giving a thousand dollars away but i knew it was god and so, you know, I gave him $1,000. Uh, and I'm not here to tell you the next week I got a $10,000 check in the mail because that's, that's not why I gave it. I gave it to be a blessing, and I didn't expect anything in return. So, you know, I wasn't giving to get. But the thing was is that, you know, in the freedom of being able to give by the Spirit, people can hear the Spirit, and they can either be obedient or not. But in many cases, you know, uh, you end up really being more of a blessing financially, being free, than than you ever were, you know, under the law. So, thank you, Tim, for sharing this week, and uh, we'll probably continue to do some of these, I'm sure. Thanks, Larry, for letting me come and just share what God is doing, and um, it's even though sometimes that we think that nothing is happening, the Holy Spirit is working and this young lady is evident that as long as we're faithful to plant and, and water the seeds of the gospel, um, the Holy Spirit will bring growth and make blind men see and actually make people feel for the things of God. So for me, it's very um, 
I've, I can't think of the word in English, jubilant. I'm excited to see what God's doing, you know. So the first real convert in a long time. So. Yeah, amen. Yeah, Tim's been here a while, and uh, he's been really faithful <clears throat> sowing gospel seeds. And uh, and now there's some fruit. And, uh, you know, I, I think in the near future we'll be having some kind of a some kind of a format where we can get together with people like this in a a non-church building setting and just be able to love on them and and share all of us share the way Paul talked about when you come together when you come together as the church whatever day it is wherever it is whenever it is everybody has something to share everybody has something to give so in that setting, we're not spectators anymore. We're, we're being the church. And, and that's what we're really introducing here in Thailand is how to go from being a spectator to being in the game. Yeah. The, the question to ask before we go, you know, is, is, is when we worship together, is it, is, the, is, is it more for you like watching a movie or going to the gym? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, when people are involved, then, then they're in the game. And when you're in the game, uh, I've never seen too many soccer players uh, during the game just kind of sit down and uh, close their eyes and go to sleep, you know. But in, in, in uh, services and buildings, I've seen many people sleeping. But I've never seen somebody in the game actually sit down and go to sleep they're they're awake they're involved and uh so that's that's what we're doing is uh there's a there's a there's great change in the world and there's also great change happening in the church being the called out ones the ecclesia so thanks for tuning in this week and we're going to continue on with some of this stuff and uh and i know one day we will uh we'll do a We'll do a program uh, from one of the organic get-togethers, and uh, and uh, you'll be able to hear from this young lady yourself. I think it'd be really good to have her on the program and and let her uh, share, you know, herself from her heart what's what's happened. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. So from Acts 29 today in beautiful, sunny World Headquarters, Chiang Mai, Thailand, thanks again for tuning in. God bless you, and we will catch you next time.